UFZ. I'm with the vitamin Z, baby. We are back, season eight, episode six. I'm gonna spit a little Arabic. Nah, I'm just kidding. We're gonna keep it in English for y'all. But I can teach you how to speak my language, Rosetta Stone. Don't you worry, baby. Today I have a little bit on this documentary on what the health. I was thinking about that shit. I don't know if y'all ever seen that documentary. It's a vegan documentary called What the Health. And um, I've been on this like philosophical thing with the past couple episodes. Existentialism, theory of knowledge, ways we produce knowledge, way we examine our life, way we examine and define it. And certain philosophers like Immanuel Kant, K-A-N-T, you know, pretty much outside of Aristotle and Plato most no western european philosopher so or western philosopher i guess in general in that case i was really thinking of what the health in the sense of the difference between what the you know the associations the american cancer association that be associated that they were going through documenting their page being full of shit and the actual advice they were given versus the uh, you know some of the contradictions through with some of the science, and it's crazy, it's like the magnitude of my loss of trust in my birth country, keeping me safe and providing decent healthcare is so extreme, you know, it's like, it's hard to describe it in words, it's as if the government, you know, they want us to get sick, pay for treatment, and then die, like, miserably, I had this professor one time tell me, he kind of just thought I said that we were slaves, he asked, like, who's the hardest working people ever, and we were talking about all the Romans and all these different types of people. Like, nah, it's us. Yeah. He once told me that, like, we as Americans are the most controlled and hardest working people in the history of the world. And I feel like this documentary, what the hell, you know, illustrated that point exactly of how people are manipulated into not eating healthy, misconstruing what is healthy, receiving improper treatment, and having no prevention strategies. And it was like, you know, you see the conflict with the health and, and environment and with racism, too, because you saw that shit in North Carolina. They were showing, I think, like, you know, where a lot of black folk live, they were spraying, like, the shit of pigs or some shit like that into, like, the farms. It was something weird, and, you know, people had asthma and all these health issues and human civil rights issues, you know what I'm saying? I have a friend, I had a friend who was vegan. No, I mean, I still have him, and he still is a vegan. But at the time, when I watched this documentary back in a couple years ago, I think I asked him about it. He said that's what made him vegan. I had no idea that that documentary was like so important and made people like, I mean, it wasn't my first impression after that finish. It was like, oh, I need to go vegan. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't my first thought. But my friend had already been not eating meat, which was what I, I mean, not eating like red or white, white meat, which I had been doing at that point pretty much. So like the document educated me about dairy and dairy was sort of, you know, the last thing that my friend needed to cut out all animal-based food sources. I mean, I always thought that if I ate, like, in moderation and a good source of, uh, you know, between steak, chicken, lamb. But it didn't make any sense to continue, like, eating steak once in a while, eating a little bit of chicken. You know, I wanted to see... Just cutting out entirely. Because it's like if you was a pack a day smoker and now you smoke three cigs a day, it's just, why don't you just stop entirely? If you're already on three cigs a day. I already eat when I'm at home. You know, I'm living at home with my mom, a lot of salads and vegetables. But, 
you have to educate yourself on what fruits and vegetables are in season. You have to think about ways that are being grown to supply people all the time, all year round and shit. And it's like fertilizing all these different things. So you want things to eat it when it's time to because there's the cycles with plants, the cycles that we have to follow on. We can't get them to be on our cycle. In Iceland, they track what their ancestors ate or what they used to eat, what they ate. Because to them, it only makes sense to eat what benefited their ancestors, not GMOs. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, in, in Palestine, you know, where my family comes from, meat almost until recently was like a luxury. My grandfather used to tell me that if you, you know, growing up, if you were eating meat once a month, you were rich. And if, if some people, it's like a once a year thing, only cooked on special occasions, like a holiday or when someone visits. Otherwise, people, not like through choice or like through a trend, you know, you're already almost on a plant-based diet without even knowing the word vegan. They ate everything from the ground and even smoked what came from the ground, too. So hopefully we all return to our roots. That's why Iceland studies genetics so well. And they understand, you know, thousands of years of their country's heritage and the, and the genes that exist within their gene pool. And, you know, making pharmaceutical medications tailored to people's genes, not necessarily general prescriptions for everybody. And just looking at it from a different perspective. And also with, you know, sort of, I guess, governmental trust and lack of the insurance issues and lawyer things that we have in the U.S. That creates a sort of like insurance scam and fraud. Because if they know our genes, they know what's going to make us healthy. They go know when you die. It's going to be like the movie Galactica or Galacta. The movie with the Jude Law and Ethan Hawke about this future world where your genes rule all. And it's just basically genetic discrimination. And you could easily do that with the way everybody's been giving up information. And then they could use that information to get your family members, even though they never apply to any kit or any company or anything like that. So, yeah. What am I at? Six minutes? Yeah. How do I not say anything too much then? Um... Okay. I mentioned Kant. The concept of like goodwill is uh, almost like the belief of having a good intention. And Nia, as we say in, in Arabic, because like in Islam, regardless, you know, in Arab culture, if I'm trying to help someone or even cause harm to someone, you know, the intention behind it, the energy I put forth, like determines the outcome. That's where sort of that little philosophy comes from. Like an example could be, you know, we could be playing ping pong. Somebody could be playing ping pong against my dad. If he accidentally places the ball in a position for me to strike it hard and far from him, but I miss up and hit the net, he would say Nia, because I was trying to take advantage of the game. Like instead of just playing the game. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a weird little thing, but just to show you like on some of the most micro context of where that word could be used. Um, so yeah. Kant said even intelligence could cause harm. And I believe it if, you know, if one intends it to use it so. Sometimes you see people like having the intention to cause harm and then like it backfires or having good intention and getting good results. So people, you just use that sort of like cultural and superstition aspect into thinking that, you know, the energy you put forth behind something. Because, yeah, you might not believe it 100% of the time on the micro, but that there's a macro philosophy behind it of what you're putting your energy behind and what intention are you putting behind it for. And when you have that and you have it aligned, you know, it should be coming from a good place, and it should be towards a good place at the same time. So thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And, yeah, keep sharing. You know, tell somebody else about this, because, you know, I want to build, like, a little bit of community. So Unfiltered Vitamin Z on Instagram and the Captain Hummus, you know, message me, tweet me at Captain Hummus. And, you know, keep on conversations flowing and going, baby. Take it easy. Peace. Thank you.